And you're welcome back to the final part of the show. And what you just heard earlier on is uh, Jake talking to his new best friend, Eric <laughs> Weddle, uh, asking him what his plans is uh, after the Super Bowl and trying to get an invite. I don't think uh, Eric took the hint, though, Jake. I did try to slide into his DMs. I wanted to ask him a second question, and I wanted to ask him would he come to my own wedding, but so I might have to slide back into his DMs to see if he will come. We'll I'm see pretty if... sure you're blocked now at this point, Jake. I don't think you're not going to be sliding anywhere. Creep. <laughs> Fionn, also, we need an update from you. We're in the last part of the show. Um, have you uh, commented underneath any of Kyler Murray's pictures yet to see if he's okay, hon? No, not yeah. I didn't. I didn't get a chance while we were, were kind of in between takes. But uh, yeah, you've reminded me now. So maybe, maybe at the end of the show, I'll do it. And if we get any response, we'll put up some screenshots on the socials and see. I, I think you should just constantly comment. You okay, Hood? Under everything, <laughs> on all two of us, everything. Has left. Yeah. Every every potential sort of you know player this season or this off season like trying to force a move away from their team and anything they do on social media, Fion has to be right there, just a bit like you okay, hon? Nothing but uh, snakes. Nothing but snakes. <laughs> But hey, let's bring on our final guest for this evening. Of course, he is friend of the show uh, with The Athletic and, of course, host co-host of the 11 Personnel podcast. It is Rich Hammond. Rich, hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. It's good to be with you guys again. Uh, it's always great when we get the chance to speak to you. Well, maybe not great from a Seahawks point of view because obviously the Rams are doing something <laughs> good if, we're, if we have you on the show. But hey, look, it's, a, it's nonetheless, it's still great to speak. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's it's an exciting time. Look, I mean, whoever uh, whoever you're a fan of, you're always a fan of the Super Bowl, right? So we just, we hope it's a compelling game, even if you're not cheering for the Rams, uh, which you're probably not. But uh, hopefully, it's an exciting game, and I really think it will be. For sure, for sure. And uh, how has the week been there for yourself? Um, have you uh, have you been sort of traveling to sort of? Well, I guess they've only sort of landed since Tuesday. So, um, have you been uh, traveling at all to any uh, press days or anything like that, or have you been sticking sort of to the virtual stuff? Yeah, unfortunately, you know that's a lot of what it's been. There's been a couple of, of in-person access things, but uh, they decided to do it mostly on on Zoom again, which I understand. It's unfortunate, especially here in Southern California. We were, you know, hit pretty hard with the Omicron variant, and just you know, you the the players' safety is is the primary thing. It's nice when you accommodate the media, but we, what we really want to get to is a Sunday afternoon where everybody's available. You don't want anybody uh, lost, so it's a little unfortunate it's not quite as fun you know three years ago when the rams made it we did the big super bowl media night where you went around and everybody asks the crazy questions and where's the crazy hats and all that so they didn't do that this year um so there's there's a little bit lost there um but it, it's still a, a really fun uh, experience as you guys found out and uh really it's all about getting till sunday i really can't wait till sunday gets here to be honest with you <laughs> yeah you're right it was sort of our first day seeing a, a, a super bowl press conference um i have to say it is quite good now Oh, Jake and, and I and, and Fionn, we, we sort of had a bit of a discussion because Jake, like you, like we just mentioned there, he, he got to ask Eric Weddle a question. I was simultaneously in the Andrew Whitworth press conference and I had my hand up from the very start. And I'm fully convinced, and I'm, I've said this for the last few days, that they did not allow me to ask a question because they did ha they had no clue how to pronounce my name. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just go, uh, you over there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. One, yes. Yeah, exactly. I have a simpler name there. <laughs> I know it's my own fault. It's, 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 well, it's my mother's fault. She didn't give me a, a decent enough name so that everyone could get it. She shouldn't have known the, the career path I was going to go in. So, but uh, I, I should actually, we've asked all our, of our guests tonight. Rich, um, obviously, like I said, you, you're going to be covering the, the game uh, at the stadium on Sunday. But if you weren't covering the game, you were going to just have a chance to watch the Super Bowl. What would sort of be your Super Bowl routine? Would you be at home? Would you be with friends watching it in the house? Would you go to a bar? And then also we need to ask, what is the one snack or one uh, piece of food that has to be at any Super Bowl like watch party you'd go to? It's okay. a hot topic at the minute. Yeah. No, I, I like this, and I actually have a good. I have to think about the food. I'll answer it while I'm while I'm uh, well. Think about what I'm answering for for years and years and years before you know before everything changed in in 2020. Uh, I went to a party that was uh, held by somebody I used to work with, and he held it in his house, and it wasn't a big house, uh, but he went all out. I mean, he was the guy who would put the balloons all over his front yard. He would have the big inflatables of whoever was playing in the game. He built in his living room uh bleachers so that that people could he transformed his living room into like a, a mini stadium so that people could sit and kind of you know in in tears and and watch the game and uh, i always had a prime seat because i kept the stats for the uh for the for the pools and for the uh, for the betting that was for, for entertainment purposes only of course that that was going on uh, uh during the game so i always had a prime seat um, so that was that was always my go-to. The snacks, man, that that is a really really good one. Um, I, I'm I'm a pretty basic kind of chips and dips uh, uh, guy, you know. Get get me a nice onion dip and uh, uh, some some uh, nice sturdy uh, uh, ruffles, uh, potato chips maybe, and and I'm good with that. So uh, maybe maybe a cold beverage uh, that uh, that you can enjoy. So uh, yeah, a lot of fun, lot, and that's what I mean. The Super Bowl is something it, it just unifies everybody, even if you don't have a rooting interest in the game. Game, it's always fun so I, I will miss doing that but it's it's also a lot of fun to experience it also rich what's your take on chicken wings we've had this come up multiple times yeah okay yeah i'm, I'm just i'm not a messy eater guy like i don't like i don't I'm, I'm not like a big finger food kind of guy because like i'm usually it's probably my bad habits that i have like i'm usually snacking on something while i'm working or you know doing something else so you end up with your fingers kind of messy then you're typing and like ah I, I like to have something i can i can stab with a fork and, and, and just <laughs> eat or like a potato chip just dip in and 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 do it i, I do like the chicken wings but usually not while i'm uh while I'm doing something else. No, that's totally fair. You don't want to be sort of trying to tweet out with like buffalo sauce fingers. I can understand that. I can. Yes. I can understand. Nobody that. wants that. No, but uh, that's fair enough. Well, look, there's also one question I've actually also wanted to ask you for a bit. Um, what are you going to do now that you won't be able to talk about uh, Rams uniform combos now leading into games after this week? Oh, that's what you might think. <laughs> but uh, but they are actually introducing another set uh, during the off season. As okay. they rolled these out, they uh, they did one for 2021, obviously, which is the one that they're going to be wearing uh, on Sunday, the white. Uh, but then they're going to have another one. So there there will be an entire off season of intrigue. And uh, looking ahead, is is it going to be a, a black uniform or is it going to be a yellow uniform? Uh, the the content will never end, guys. I, I promise. <laughs> I've seen some mock-ups of those black uniforms. They don't look too bad. I have to they, say, they the look black pretty with sharp. The blue and the yellow look pretty good. 
Yeah, and the other thing is every team now. You guys probably know that you know every team is going to be able to add a secondary helmet now. So yeah. for uh, for instance, Seattle will be able to do. I don't know whether they'll do. Maybe they'll do a green. I, I don't know exactly what they'll do, but um, everybody's going to be able to have a secondary uh, helmet now. So that that opens the options for a lot of teams too. Well, we've seen the commanders get, get absolutely panned for their black, <laughs> uh, their black helmet W right in the middle. Of... Yeah, that looks no. like something I would do. <laughs> well, hey, look, uh, as as you know, they that can always be tweaked. That's that's never yeah. really the final version until you see it on the pitch. So maybe maybe yeah. they'll listen to the fans a little bit and 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 tweak that up. But yeah, I'm not. Hey, look, an ugly jersey is the least of our problems. If we can get a winning football team, I'd be more interested in that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> Although I must say, I'm quite partial to how teams do throwback jerseys. I wouldn't mind to see oh, yeah. a throwback. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like uh, one of the, the more brighter blue jerseys during the, the Largent days. I think yes. they would have they would actually be quite nice now um, yeah. to see maybe a new quarterback uh, under centre wearing it next season if it's not Russell Wilson, which um, a Fionn is excited by because he's the favourite to join the Commanders now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting offseason for that stuff. The the Rams look like they're set. They won't be making any waves again this offseason. But uh, no. yeah, there's there's a lot going on. For sure. Yeah, let's let's look ahead to the game. Um, and I wanted to ask: Is this a a game that the Rams have been preparing for for sort of the last uh, three years since their last Super Bowl appearance? That you know that loss at Super Bowl 53 against the Pats where, you know, they underperformed yeah. with all expectations. It was clear to see, but, you know, I'm guessing that would have left a sour taste in their mouths for these last few years. Oh, no question about it. Yeah. And it's just, you, you, nothing is guaranteed, right? You, you don't know whether you're ever going to get to one of those games. And most players don't because there's only one per year and only two teams get to participate in it. And the, the Patriots had a lock on it for a number of years, which meant only one other team got to participate. Um, and when, when you get there, I, I think you, you, at, even if you lose, you want to walk away feeling like you did your best. Um, maybe you get beat, but you want to say you want to be able to go into the offseason saying, you know what, we gave it our best shot. We did. We played the best game that we could play. And the Rams could not say that three years ago. And I think that's very tough to deal with, to, to come away with it going, wow, that game was there for us. We were right. It, you know, it was tied in the fourth quarter. All we had to do was make a couple plays and, and we were the champions. And they've had to live with that for a while. And knowing how competitive Sean McVay is, I'm sure that has stuck with him for, for the last three years. And then this game in particular, you know, that the extra emphasis on having the game in your stadium, having some of the advantages that go along with that, you know, knowing that your owner just spent $5 billion uh, to, to help build the stadium, even a little bit of extra pressure there. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. You've seen it in the way that they've built their team and some of the, the very aggressive decisions that they've made. Uh, this is not a team that's, that's, you know, built for five years from now. It's a team that's built for right now uh, to capitalize on some of those guys who played in that last Super Bowl and who are still around, Aaron Donald, Andrew Whitworth, uh, some of these guys. Uh, this is the time. So, yeah, I, I think uh, to answer your question, yeah, I think it has been building to this. And uh, this is it. You, again, nothing is guaranteed again. Um, so they, they they have to take advantage of it right now. Yeah. I don't know. Has it has has the 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 that game been mentioned much in the lead up to this? Has uh, coaches or do you think they've been using it as motivation or or do you think they kind of want to stay away and maybe try and 
forget that happened and let's just focus on on this week's game. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think you bring it up a whole lot. I mean, I, I think anybody who was there remembers the feeling. You don't have to remind them. You don't have to remind Aaron Donald or Andrew Whitworth what, what it was like to walk off that field uh, after that loss. I, I think on, on the flip side, I, I think a guy like Von Miller has done a really good job of coming in and telling these guys, hey, you you I've had that feeling of winning it. You want to know what that feels like, you know, not not and not using it as a negative like, oh, guys, you don't want to lose this game. You don't. But but giving them that carrot on the stick like you guys, you you want to know it's the best feeling in the world. You you know, you've got to get there. You've got to do this and using it as positive reinforcement rather than, you know, being afraid to lose or, or oh, no, we don't want the same thing that happened three years ago to happen to us. Like, that's not really the mindset that I think you want to have. You want to have that mindset of let's go grab this thing. Let's go do it. And and I think a guy like Von Miller in particular has been really good uh, uh, for that and kind of for the mindset uh, of the team. Would you say Sonny Michel was a little bit in the rear as well after he was the one that scored the touchdown against yeah. the <laughs> Yeah, funny how that works out. You wonder if yeah. he'll he'll do it uh, on Sunday to, to help the Rams. But uh, yeah, it's uh, sort of, they probably don't want to talk to him too much about that game. But look, any, anybody who's been there and, you know, Sean McVay, I, I don't think he'll be bringing up a lot of the, oh, here's what we did last time that's wrong. But mm-hmm. it's just the experience of it. A lot of it is probably during the week, uh, you know, how you handle the practices, how you handle all of the media stuff that we're just talking about all the obligations uh it can be a lot it can be overwhelming and i'm pretty sure that having gone through it uh now going through it a second time makes it a lot easier so that's probably where you see the biggest advantage is just it it, nothing is surprising to you anymore you're you know what's coming Rich, one guy who hasn't gone through it, and maybe one of the most important guys, is Matt Stafford. I believe yeah. he's going to be the oldest quarterback ever, or most seasons ever in the NFL before you make your first appearance in the Super Bowl at 13 seasons. Hmm. Uh, how much scrutiny is on him? How much pressure is going to be on him? And Because really, I feel like if he wins the Super Bowl, it changes the narrative of his career from, hey, good quarterback on a bad team to, okay, this guy might legitimately be a Hall of Fame quarterback now at this point. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I, I, you know, I think to to date, he's answered all the questions. I mean, it was just, you know, three or four weeks ago that people were saying, oh, can this guy even win a playoff game? Is he even a a quarterback who can lead a team to the playoff? Well, okay, he did that. Then he won three playoff games. So, you know, he's he's been checking the boxes as, as we go along here. But now there is one big box uh, left to check. And and I think if Matthew Stafford does the things that he's done for the last three weeks and plays the way that he's played for the last three weeks, then uh, he it'll probably happen for him. Uh, he is the single biggest factor. He's not the only factor, but I do think he's the single biggest factor in how this game is going to go for the Rams. And again, if he plays the way that he has played the last three weeks, which has been largely taking care of the ball, uh, playing within himself, not trying to be the hero too much, uh, you know, taking what's there, relying on the run game, all of these things, uh, he's he's going to be fine. But but if he if the moment gets too big for him or he starts to feel like he needs to do something special or put the team on his back, uh, that's when things get a little sideways for Matthew Stafford. So it certainly could go either way. I have no idea which way it's going to go. But but I would say his performances in the playoffs show that that he is capable of of giving the Rams the game that they need to win the Super Bowl. Rich, I asked this to another guest that we had. The Rams are currently at four points favorites and the, the over-under is 49 and a half, I think, at the minute. Do you think that's a fair line? 
I do. Yeah, uh, the the money line or the uh, the point line there, I think, is good. It, it, the curious thing is, I'd have to look back at at um, last year, but you know, the home team always gets a little bit of a bump there, whether if it's a regular game. So I wonder if uh, if that factors in at all. You know, if this Super Bowl was being played in uh, Minnesota. Uh, would would that line drop a little bit? Would it be more like two? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not saying either way. Um, I just I I wonder <laughs> to be honest with you. It, it feels about right to me. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the way that these playoff games have gone. I mean, you every round uh, from from the wild card round up to the to the conference final uh, conference championships, almost every game has been a three point game or or less i think there was one six point game in there so just based on that alone I, you you have to think uh that it, that it's going to be a, a tight game i do think the rams being slightly favored is the right thing um i i think if you if you play this game 50 times the rams probably win the majority of them now they're only going to play it once so they don't get to play it 50 times um the the over under will be interesting i mean i i could see it i i tend to think it'll be a little bit lower um i i could i probably see both teams maybe in the low 20s uh some somewhere around there but yeah so i i think by and large it's it's those are the right numbers yeah and one of the main talking points heading into the game is is the matchup between the, the Rams D-line and the Bengals O-line. What other matchups are you looking at and thinking that it's vital for the Rams to win this one if they want to win the game Sunday? Yeah, I mean th- that that's a big one too. But but also the the play of the Rams linebackers, I, I I think is really important. And and you look at where they've gotten themselves into trouble uh, a little bit at times, and it's teams trying to exploit some of those matchups. Um, you saw what the 49ers did with Debo Samuel quite a bit, or even some of their other players trying to get those mismatches uh, against Rams linebackers who maybe don't cover uh, quite as well, and even have had some tackling issues at, at times during the playoffs, which you can't have. So. Um, it, it's one interesting thing, you know, talk about best friend, Eric Weddle, uh, Eric, you know, that it kind of came out in a, in a little bit of a backwards way. I'm not sure whether it was intended to, but, uh, Eric Weddle is going to be the signal caller in this game. I've seen that, yeah. And, yeah. And that's a, that's a change. Uh, they had given that to, uh, uh, one of the linebackers, uh, d- during Troy reader during this, during the uh, last part of the season and Troy readers uh, been largely ineffective in the, in these playoff games. So I think what that might be a little hint here is that, uh, they might be shaking things up a little bit at that linebacker position. Maybe you see a little bit of a young guy like Ernest Jones getting a little bit more time or a guy like Traven Howard, who made the big interception to, to clinch the game against the 49ers. That was a little bit of a tell to me that, that the Rams might recognize that they have some issues there and that they're going to need to get better play out of those linebackers, whether it's to, to slow down Joe Mixon coming out of the backfield or whether, you know, if they try to get some weird matchups with Chase or whatever it may be. Um, I really think that's the way that teams try to attack the Rams and and it looks like they are they are aware of that and and might be making some personnel changes yeah uh, we, we've seen um that Jalen Ramsey is sort of like to move around this season in in the cornerback position do we think that he's going to have a bit more of a um assignment as role on Sunday where he's sticking more to uh, Jamar Chase and if that is the case then when it comes to the uh, the cornerback on the opposite side with Darius Williams, who maybe hasn't had his best season considering the heights that he hit the year before and going right. up against Tyler Boyd and, and T. Higgins. 
Yeah, um, that that that's a big big decision uh, for the Rams. If I'm them, I do stick uh, J- Jalen Ramsey there um, because I, I think that's that that's the matchup you have to win, and it, it doesn't mean you you can afford to lose the other ones. It just means that's the matchup you must. Uh, win so I, I think putting Jalen Ramsey there you don't you don't want to look back the day after the Super Bowl and say you know we lost this game and it was because we didn't we didn't cover Jamar Chase uh, uh, properly so uh, I think based on that you do that you're right Darius Williams is a really big x factor uh, in this game because he's played well at times he's had a rough playoffs I don't think there's any uh, there's any way around that when when you um, see teams targeting a Rams cornerback it is almost always uh, a Darius Williams so uh, they can give him some help there um, you know a guy like Nick Scott at safety has done a fantastic job in these playoffs and and I think we'll get a lot of playing time um, so, so you can help those guys out um, if need be but yeah Darius Williams really important a guy like David Long if he can get in there Robert Rochelle has a chance to play a uh, really young guy who doesn't have a lot of experience uh, but, but he's coming back from an injury and and could get in there and, and be part of that rotation too so I, I think they're going to have to be pretty nimble with that uh, during the game and, and just keep an eye on it and see what those matchups look like but but if I'm the Rams I I put Jalen on on the best guy and and just let the chips fall uh, where they where they may elsewhere I swear to God, sorry Fiona, I just got to say, I swear to God, if we get a busted coverage, Cooper Cup opening somewhere in the end, or Jamar Chase busted coverage, and it's just a walk-in touchdown, I will be fuming. Well, that's the thing, right? That's what I'm saying. You don't want to get to Monday and then look back and say, that's what cost you the game. Imagine how, you know, some of these teams have felt. How in the world did we let Cooper Cup get open? <laughs> uh, you know, like you're going to be, it's going to be in your head the entire offseason. So, you know, that that's one thing you want to you want to eliminate if you can. How do, you, how do you think Sean McVay is going to strike the balance in this game? Is he going to come out? Uh, we know how creative he is on offense. I imagine we're going to see some new plays that probably haven't been brought out during the season. But do you expect the Rams to play their own game and force the Bengals to, to react to them? Or do you think there's a game plan in place that's going to be... Of course, they're going to have to take into account the weapons the Bengals have, but mm-hmm. more tailored away from what the Rams do well or try and neutralize what the Bengals do well. Yeah, it's it's it, you know Cincinnati's defense has done a great job in, the, in these playoffs. They've they've faced some very different. I mean, they went from playing Tennessee, which wanted to you know run the ball down their throats, to playing Kansas City, which just wanted to throw it everywhere. Um, so and they've tailored their defense to to do well against both of those things. Um, I think the Rams would do well to learn from what the Bengals tried to do against the Chiefs and did very effectively. Um, they were they were dropping back and saying, "All right, you, you know Patrick Mahomes, you want to make these throws, you know." go ahead. You're going to be thrown into a lot of coverage here. And the Chiefs never really adjusted. I think they only ran the ball about 15 times in that game. And I think they passed almost 40 times. Um, they, they fell right into the Bengals' hands. They did exactly what they wanted them to do, which was not run the ball and try to throw. And, uh, you know, they were, they were thrown into a lot of coverage and the Bengals were still able to get some pressure with with Hendrickson and some of these other guys. Um, so I, I, to I'm answering the question by by means of that to say that I, I think the Rams need to make sure that they have some balance. They need to make sure that they are uh, running the ball, that they're not just allowing the Bengals to drop back and and you know try to confuse Matthew Stafford or you know double some of these guys, Cooper Cup or you know whoever it may be. Uh, when the Rams' offense has been working at its best, especially in the playoffs, you've seen that balance. You've seen them. Um, it doesn't it doesn't mean run the ball 40 times like that. That's not what I'm saying either. But uh, you know, making sure that that 
teams respect that setting up play action passes. Um, you know, it's not always going to be pretty. The Rams run game is not always a pretty thing uh, to watch, but it's, it's a means to an end. And, and I think when, when you've seen them have the most success, it's when they've had that balance. Rich, is there any players that you are going to keep an eye on maybe that need to have an impact game for this to be like, to make, to change the game for their team? Yeah, you know, one on each side of the ball, I would say Odell Beckham is is a big one. Um, we just talked about Cooper Cup and, and you know, Cincinnati. That's the one thing that they're going to want to do, right? We're not going to get beat by Cooper Cup. Uh, but that's going to present some opportunities to for Odell, and he's been able to take advantage of them, of them very well uh, over the uh, second half of the of the season. So I think he'll be important. Um, on the other side of the ball, I would look at Vaughn Miller, you know, in, and the um, he, he, he came in, and, and quite frankly, I didn't know what he would have left or, or you know exactly what he would be able to uh contribute but he's he seems to taking it up another notch even in the playoffs and uh, when you can pair him outside of Aaron Donald and and he can get that pressure uh that makes the Rams so difficult to 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 stop and and that's the one thing they've been trying here is it's it's great to have Aaron Donald and and he can beat double teams and he can do a lot of stuff but when you can bring that pressure from the outside also and and pair it with that inside pass rush um, that's really what makes it effective so i would say von miller not only for himself but but for what he can bring out of Aaron Donald, I think is, is very important. Excellent. Then I guess finally, who's going to win? <laughs> yeah, it's um, boy. I, you know, I just spent like 15 minutes last night looking at the Bengals defense and, and a breakdown. And I, it, it started to make me think like, gosh, you know what? I think they've got a real chance here. Like they've just been so, uh, you know, that you look at that defense and they don't have a lot of stars on, on that defense, but they've played so well in, in their roles. Um, I, I, again, I, what I will go back to is I, I think the Rams are a better team here. Um, and, and when they've had trouble in the playoffs, it's, it's when they've gotten in their own way. Uh, it's, it's making those mistakes, turnovers, fumbles, uh, you know, uh, missed tackles on defense. You really look back on it, uh, these three playoff games that they've played and said they really didn't get out schemed in, in any of them. When, when they ran into trouble, it was largely of their own doing. Um, so if they can avoid that in, in the Super Bowl, and it's not going to be easy to do, I do think the Rams win this game. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I've seen a lot of people say, oh, it's going to be Rams by 14 or 17. I really don't see that happening. And not the way the Bengals have played, not the resilience that they've shown, even when they've gotten down early. Um, and also knowing that the Rams have had trouble holding some of these leads that, that they've had. So even if it's, you know, 10 to nothing early in the game, it's, it's not going to be over. Um, so for all those reasons, I, I do think narrow Rams. Uh, and I, I think I said when he asked me earlier, I said low 20s. So I, I would say somewhere around 24, 21, uh, somewhere in that in that range feels about right to me. Yeah, perfect. Listen, Rich. Um, thanks so much for everything this season. We really appreciate the time that that you've given us uh, talking about the Rams football. Um, I hope you enjoy the game on Sunday. Uh, I'm sure you probably with work, you probably won't be able to enjoy it as much as you can. Um, but um, again, thank you so much for everything this year. Oh, my pleasure, guys. We'll 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 say hello to Eric Weddle for you too. Also, <laughs> <laughs> ask him if he remembers me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, for thanks, Rich.